0: On today's episode of Shooting the Breeze, we are debunking popular weather myths. Things that you thought might have been true, are likely not. We're here, we'll break it all down for you, we'll talk about what's good advice, what's not good advice during various severe weather situations, and much more. So let's sit back, relax, and shoot the breeze with your local weather authority. Good day. We all really need a camera for this podcast. <laughs> oh,
1: sorry, I got really I got really into the theme. I was just like waving my phone like a light, like, like a lighter, like, woo, uh, party.
0: Adam, Adam Sherwinky. Uh, <laughs> that that's, Sherwinsky. You
1: say that, but Sherwinky Dink was one of my nicknames in <laughs> high school, so. It's okay. I get it. I get it.
0: Uh well, thank you all for uh tuning in. This is episode ten. 10! We made it to the double digits. We got to 10. Congratulations. I'm Chief Meteorologist Chris Yates, joined by Meteorologist Adam Sherwinski. Hello. And Meteorologist Molly Nason.
2: Hi, I'm back. How are you? I'm here. I made it through the weekend. I'm one tooth short now uh, for good reason. Yeah. But now I'm here and we don't have to miss the podcast this week.
0: Completely sidetracked. It has nothing to do with weather myths real quick. Uh, The last time I had a tooth Pulled. We had a severe storm come through Peoria, dropping like I don't know, was it 2 inch size hail? And I I was the one chasing it with gauze in my mouth, but probably against the dentist's advice because I was shouldn't be operating a vehicle <laughs> after getting a tooth pulled. But
2: well, yeah. did you? Did they have to give you the happy juice?
0: Is that what they call it? I felt good. I was fine. I didn't feel any oh, side yeah. effects. Just... But I slept like a baby when I got home.
1: Oh, <laughs> I-, I was going to say that it's a lot of dedication, or it's either dumb. I think both. Maybe both. It was. Yeah. It was. A it was. Both.
0: It was both. It's-
1: it's questionable like I you decision for your dedication but I don't know that was the smartest choice.
0: <laughs> questionable decision as far as I know and can remember I did not break any laws on the road. That's
2: good. That's important.
0: But the fact that I can't remember may kind of speak to my state of mind. You
2: just we'll, we'll pretend that you do remember. It's okay. fine. Yeah. yeah it's good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I remember the storm.
2: That's the important part. I
0: don't remember the road conditions. I, I was safely away from it though, but I was like, "Ooh, yeah. It was pretty for it was pretty, but if you were under it, probably not so nice yeah probably
2: not no Uh, i did not have any storms on friday uh so I didn't have to worry about any of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, though. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, Adam, It is uh, the official date is April 16th. And uh, can you tell us what has happened with, on this date or nearby dates
1: in history? Well, for today, let's scroll up just a second. We've got a lot of tornado outbreaks. Obviously, this time of year, you're going to get them. It is April. One of them is the Manila, Arkansas F4 tornado, April 16th, 1998. Five mile path leveled a discount department store and gas station slash food mart. Three small factory and machine shop buildings and a furniture store killed 12 people. Tragically, two children were killed in a mobile home. There's also the April 16th, 1879. There was a tornado that struck through a side of Walterboro, South Carolina. The estimated F3 damage or damaged or destroyed 60 homes and seven churches. The storm killed seven people in town and four others at a turpentine plantation outside of town. And, of course, going back a day or so, we also have the Black Sunday. Now, Black Sunday refers to the Dust Bowl. That was when there was a wide swath of a dust storm moving through the Plains states, and people described it as a blizzard, a black blizzard of just dust and dirt. Now, that came through on April 14th, 1935, during the Dust Bowl, too. So, uh, from Boise City all the way to Amarillo, Texas, seeing a lot of spots through Oklahoma and all the way into just the southern the southern parts of the plains, just covered in dust in a time period where there was dust all over the place. Again, Dust Bowl time period. And then also this week, the Titanic was a day or so ago. The sinking of the Titanic early in the morning killed over 1,500 1, people, but 109 years ago, so that's another one. And people don't think, well, weather. Well, weather was a part of it because it was cold enough out to form icebergs. That water mm-hmm. was 28 degrees. Those that were in the water when it sank died of hypothermia. And
0: maybe if there was a little more wind, maybe they could have seen those icebergs a little mm-hmm. sooner. Yep. I don't know.
1: Oh, it's it, there's always people that talk about the weather aspect of it. Too. There's in, a lot of aspects lot of to it, that yeah. whole mm-hmm. thing. It, it's yeah. a whole, literally a whole part of study of just the Titanic and how it was. From when it was built, to the people that were on it, to the weather, to the iceberg, to just everything. And there's yep. people that dedicate their whole lives that are interested into it. I'm not one of those people, but I do. I am fascinated by the Titanic. Mm-hmm. So that's
0: your weather in history. I love it. Good job uh, and good information there, Adam. Yeah. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. All right, let's talk um, dispelling popular myths. and uh, I know we've got a few that roll throughout central Illinois. I get them every, every year, especially about uh, tornadoes and stuff. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start off uh, with one um, right here. It says uh, that, and I, you know what? I think we do see this that storms like tornadoes, hurricanes, are the most deadly type of weather. That is a myth. Mm-hmm. At home, I'll give you five seconds to guess which one's the deadliest. Three, two, one heat. Mm hmm.
1: It heat, doesn't surprise me. Heat is the
0: number one related cause of weather-related fatalities. Now, there has been an interesting study here in Illinois um, that uh, between, I believe, it was 2008-2018, Illinois Department of Health did a study and found that cold was the leading cause of weather-related fatalities in the state. But heat is still pretty much, pretty much up there. Uh, it's kind of a silent killer. Uh, a lot of people, you know, they don't have air conditioning. It gets hot in the summer. Obviously, people die of heat exhaustion. And such, Um, but you know, because of all, um, because of all the hype surrounding hurricanes and severe storms, um, I think a lot of people tend to think that those are the deadliest.
1: Because they're a bit more visible, you can see lightning and go, "That's dangerous." See a tornado, that's dangerous. Hail, that's dangerous. Flooding, even, that's dangerous. So, I mean, you would think that's a little dangerous, but then you see, you can't see physically see heat. You can't physically see the cold Mm -hmm. unless you see somebody's breath. But even then, doesn't tell you how cold it is until you actually experience it. And it doesn't take long for those effects of the cold or the heat to really take you down quick.
2: We are one of those areas. While we don't see the extremest of the extremes, we go from extremely hot in the winter to extremely cold. Extremely hot in the winter? (laughs) Happy Friday. (laughs) Extremely cold in the winter to extremely hot in the summer. And some of these things we don't necessarily pay attention to because there's the storms and everything in between. So...
1: I think the Midwest is uh, underrated in terms of its weather because people are like oh you get tornadoes you get like all five seasons I'm like yeah we get a lot that happens here it's a wide range of weather we get severe weather we get flooding we get hot we get cold we get snow we get drought we get every kind of mm-hmm. weather you can think of just to a certain degree not some some spots get more than others obviously across the planet but the Midwest is literally a crossroads of all the different types of weather we don't get as hot as Arizona doesn't mean we still don't get hot enough where it's not dangerous. We don't get as cold as Alaska or the Dakotas doesn't mean we don't get cold, dangerously cold here, too. So it's a crossword roads that I like to think about that Mid- Midwest gives you a little bit of everything. So If you like weather, come to the Midwest. So Jay, yeah, when
0: it when it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, severe weather type. Fatalities, flooding, I think, is the leading cause mm-hmm. of that. And those stats, they, they do vary depending on which 10-year period you're looking at, uh, the source, uh, your your state, for instance, that'll all vary. But, um, yeah, tornadoes, hurricanes, you know, those, what most people would identify as severe weather, kind of low on the list for overall fatalities. And, uh, and, look, that could speak to just the ability to get the word out about that kind of severe weather stuff. More people are aware of it. Uh, there's better warning technology, so that kind of works in in our favor there. Better spaces to uh, to
1: protect yourself from yep. better mm-hmm. sheltering yep. than you know than some other spots. So yeah,
0: yep. Mm-hmm. Building codes have improved and, and buildings have gotten stronger, sturdier, can you know withstand some more. Um, but uh, you know another you know a lot of folks may say, well, you know if if hurricanes or let's say tornadoes kill fewer people, why don't why do we put so much an emphasis on it? and the reason for this would be because they happen so quick and they do develop often with little warning now that little warning thankfully has gotten a little bit bigger over the years but Mm -hmm. uh, um,
2: comparatively it it is still small
0: it is small compared to you know with hurricanes at least you got mass evacuation times heat waves um, if it's hot it's going to be hot over a very large Mm -hmm. very large area and there's only so much you can do Um, we ask people to go inside but you got to have air conditioning to have access to that stuff
2: It sometimes we have the benefit of a few days out we start notice a start noticing a really high heating trend or a really low cooling trend and we can kind of give cooling or heating stations a little bit more of a heads up saying you might get more people utilizing yep. these stations than what you would typically see
1: i know with uh, storm shelters they're usually like uh community storm shelters it's usually the day of or you know within a couple hours at most at most when there's severe weather to open up to the community whereas heating shelters and cooling shelters they're usually a day to two to three in advance because they know the weather pattern's going to turn that way mm-hmm. whereas you don't know if it's going to where where the tornadoes are going to be that day you know there's going to be a possibility of some but you don't know exactly can't pinpoint it's going to go through x y and z towns this time whereas You can already say, pretty broad brush,
0: it's going to be hot.
2: Yep. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. Just uh, so, you know, ways to stay, just be sure you stay hydrated, stay cool when those inevitable heat heat waves hit our direction.
2: Speaking of severe weather myths, using overpasses as shelter during a tornado.
1: Favorite myth. Don't
2: Don't do that.
1: that. It's my favorite myth because you still see people do it after so many times of us saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. People still do it. I've seen people do it, well, not so much in tornado aspect, but like when there is a lot of rainfall, they'll just hang out in the overpass, and I'm like, I, I get that because you want like like bicycle or uh, motorcyclists, like they want to hang out there for a second, let the rain pass, and then mm-hmm. keep going. That one I can understand, but when there's a wind threat and there's a tornado threat. I don't want to be in a wind
0: tunnel.
2: Yeah, the the overpass itself will create a wind tunnel and you are putting yourself more at risk, whether you're in a large vehicle, small vehicle, motorcycle, anything like that.
0: And while And keep this in mind, while you may be pulled over trying to protect your car or yourself from whatever threat there is, if you're stopping on the road underneath an overpass, you're now impacting the flow of traffic behind you. Mm-hmm. Which now means there are people who are on the interstate behind you who if you didn't stop would otherwise be able to drive to an exit get off and go to a shelter are now stuck on the interstate and can't move and now you've placed the hundreds of cars who can't go they have nowhere to go now and so now you've just you've caused even more problems Mm -hmm. so let's say the tornado ends up missing the overpass but passes a half mile behind you but because there's cars blocking the road on the overpass cars can't get through Um, now you've you've got a whole bunch of sitting ducks on the road that can't go anywhere so avoid all overpasses i know it's it's we see it all the time in movies and and um and stuff uh, at least more recently i think man of steel i think it was in that superman uh reboot
1: i have not seen man of steel all the way through yet. i've seen bits and pieces there was
0: uh yeah uh um clark's dad Sent everybody to the... Spoilers. Chris, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. i Wow,
2: guys. Wow. <laughs> you <laughs> just ruined it. It's like a,
0: what, 10-year-old movie? <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, um, but yeah, don't do that. And obviously in the movie Twister, I think they... Now, I, that wasn't really an overpass. It was more of a bridge to over a... Oh, in, like right at like right the very beginning? Yeah. 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 Bridge I mean, to bridge. I'm like, hey... I mean, it's not good that they're under a bridge, but they're also in a ditch. I'm like, man, yeah, it's not... We, that's, we have
2: said that if you have absolutely no shelter when you're outside, go in a ditch. Go in a ditch. So in a ditch cover that, your head. That one is true. That yeah. one's not a myth.
0: So that one, I, I, I'm willing to forgive that one a little bit,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, just because they were they were actually in some sort of irrigation ditch.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, lightning doesn't strike twice, which I find funny considering the Empire State Building and Sears Tower gets struck...
0: Repeatedly. Mm-hmm.
2: All the
1: time that, when there's lightning.
2: Yeah. there is i would say some ounce of truth to that Uh, again lightning is going to aim for the higher locations but if you happen to be the highest location in an area you have a higher risk so lightning does not strike the same place twice is not true because tall buildings get hit multiple times uh as far as very specific areas go, your chances do decrease slightly.
1: Right. I mean, I mean, Molly's right. I mean, when it comes to, like, multiple items in an area, I mean, it's not going to hit the same thing necessarily twice. You're right. But people still think that, like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: oh, well, it already hit, we're done. No. Mm-hmm. If, you're in, if you're in the Sears Tower, it's probably going to happen, give it five more minutes, and you'll see how many more times you get.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm not willing to roll the dice on that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's no.
1: Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'd rather go for the lottery than that. Yeah. oh well, let's see if I can get hit by lightning. And there's
0: been, I know there's been a few folks out there, I, I don't have know, know their names, that have been struck multiple times and somehow have survived. Yes. It's amazing. It is mm-hmm. amazing. Um, this one's a popular one here in Illinois. Tornadoes don't cross rivers. Mm. Or the Illinois River somehow is a magical barrier that Ooh. stops everything. And a lot of people believe this, and I'm, I don't, there's no scientific reasoning for it. Um, but you can kind of see where they come from as far as their perspective from it, right? They see, um, for instance, a great tool. If you ever want to look back, uh, tornado tracks, I think from 1950 to, ni- uh, to 2017, uh, the uh, Midwestern Regional Climate Center has a tornado tracks tool. And you can actually see all the tornadoes that have have touched down between 1950 and 2017. Um there are a lot – there seems to be a lot more east of the Illinois River. Now, the, the, the river has nothing really to do with that. Um, we've, if you go through, though, you can see a few tornadoes that have crossed the river at times. And mm-hmm. so um, the Lake Tornado that um, I think we mentioned a few, year, a few podcasts ago, mm-hmm. uh, that one crossed the river. It started off near Dunlap and lifted uh, – went across and crossed the Illinois River and uh through this through hopedale lake and area kind of curved up a little bit uh the ottawa nate tornado a few years back um crossed the river a couple of times i think this you know it was kind of zigzagging back and forth
1: um i i know that uh i've even seen that people are like oh well, the rocky mountains block and i'm like rocky mountains do a completely different thing but there have been some tornadoes like they've gotten pic- video of and pictures of tornadoes climbing mountains i, I yep. guess climbing is not the right there word. was uh,
0: a few years ago um this was of interest to me because it was back in my old stomping grounds but in southeast Wyoming up on Laramie Peak, which is you know one of the taller mountains in that area, there was a tornado on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it, it if the if the conditions are right, you'll get a tornado anywhere and uh, it's not
1: impossible. That, no, people think it is, but it isn't.
2: That one that ties in with tornadoes don't exist in hilly areas.
0: Yeah, they they, they do. do. They do. They they can form anywhere. Leo you know, California for instance, gets a lot more than what I think people would 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 think would be possible, but they get it down. They get you know uh, water spa, uh, water spouts coming on shore. Also within the valleys, you do get some supercells out there. Um, another popular myth uh, for the for our area is uh, Peoria doesn't get tornadoes. I've had this shared on my page a couple times in the last couple of months, and I I always have to remind them like we did have a tornado that came through Peoria last year, mm-hmm. and we had one a few years prior to that that missed the station by a half mile. If we haven't had the big one, thank goodness. Thankfully, those are very rare. Um, knock on the wood, but uh, but you know, tornadoes do happen. Now I mentioned that MRCC tornado track tool. Mm-hmm. One thing that is cool is that I went back and looked, and you can do this for you pick any spot in the country, and you can find holes where there just hasn't been any documented. Uh, stress the word documented tornadoes. Just because it does not document doesn't mean it what there hasn't been one. Um, but yeah, there's Southern Peoria County. It's kind of an has has an area that has not had any documented tornadoes, at least on that site, between 1950 and 2017. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen. But Uh,
2: 2020 was not 2017.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, and so um, just uh, you know, I'm not willing to bet that there's any certain spots that don't have that are not going to be impacted
1: by it. Even Chicago, I think. Within I think how many years ago was it? Four, five. Years ago or so, they had a documented landspout land there by O'Hare, and I mean technically, it got hit by a tornado. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know
0: you get some. The lake there is will do some interesting things, and and I would imagine on if the right conditions are right, you get a you get a little lake breeze forming and. Yeah, I can see that kind of stuff happen out there, I, I just more get, often than documented. I
1: get dumbfounded when I see, well, they don't hit big cities. Well, yeah, they do. I mean, Dallas, Texas has gotten hit by a tornado. Yep. More Oklahoma, which is just south of OKC, OKC sees constantly sees around-the-city uh, tornadoes. And I think they've had a couple go through the city. Uh, but dallas is usually one of my best examples and salt lake city has been been hit by one too an area you definitely
0: wouldn't think of having tornadoes salt lake Mm -hmm. city's been hit by a tornado now one thing that i think instead of a river having an impact especially something like the illinois river i think if there were any rivers in our area that were having an impact it would be the mississippi but even then that is still not big enough around here for that to have any any sizable impact i think what actually could have a greater impact on storm formations and strength may actually be the urban heat island effect by Peoria Mm -hmm. and Bloomington. We've seen storms pop up uh, over these towns, and so it is possible that because the temperatures are a little warmer that uh, maybe areas just east or northeast of Peoria uh, will see the updraft of a storm intensify because it's now moving over, instead of, say, 78-degree temperatures, it's now moving over 80 to 81-degree temperatures. And so now the air is a little warmer. Maybe it's rising a little bit faster. And so I can see that may be causing a slight uptick in storm strength east of town, but it's not going to be related to the river. It'd be more of a, you'll see this out of any populated areas. Um, I think you can, this is really noticeable down near St. Louis, uh, areas east or northeast of St. Louis, you can actually see uh, more rainfall over a given year because the storms pop up over the metro area of St. Louis, dump their rain over rural parts of Illinois on the other side of the river. It's not to say the river's causing that, it's all this extra warm air causing these storms to develop and dump more rain further down, you know, further east where the storms are blowing. So I think that may actually have some scientific backing, but we're going to need more research and stuff like that. But that's something I think could play a role. I agree. How about this one? Flash flooding can only happen near rivers and streams.
2: Mm, That is... mm. Not, not true. Not true.
1: I have seen my middle or uh, excuse me, intermediate school when I was a kid um, underwater, mostly under, I mean, like, like, a good foot underwater and that was nowhere near a big stream or a big creek
2: i i would like to point out that there is a there is a reason that there is a differentiation between river flood advisories or river flood warnings and flash flood advisories or warnings because they are not isolated to riverside or lakeside areas
0: Mm -hmm. anywhere where water can't soak into the ground it is going to go somewhere Mm
1: Um, didn't Houston have that issue with the that hurricane? I can't remember the name of the hurricane. Harvey, right? Harvey, Harvey, yeah. Harvey.
0: But they had it from other storms too. But that's up. but, yeah.
1: But yeah, I just I know that there's there was so much urban development all yep. of a sudden. And there's so much more concrete than there used to be. Yep. And then all of a sudden, it's hard to get rid of hard to get rid of water when there's a bunch of concrete. You
0: know, we see this. We see this locally. Uh, mm-hmm. We have got I think uh, the in area tends to flood a little bit more. You know, they're also kind of down a little bit. But there's a number of things that play into that. Um, even areas that are higher up. Occasionally, you get um, you just get that once-in-a-lifetime event that just drops an insane amount of rain over you, and it's got nowhere to go, or it just can't go anywhere fast enough.
1: Lubbock. All right, now that I think about this, Lubbock doesn't really have the drainage system like we have. We're here, where if it rains a lot, it just goes right into the drains, mm-hmm. and we're done. Um, they don't really have that out there because it doesn't rain a lot. But when they do get a lot of rain, as the night I came back from storm chasing out there, uh, they had a squall line come through, and they everyone was telling me we got to get back quick. Well, why do we have to get back so quick? Because these roads are gonna get flooded quick. And I was like, really? And as we're getting into town, sure enough, yeah. hydroplaning a couple of times, like that, I could feel the water coming up on the floorboards. I'm. I'm ready to go
0: home. And <laughs> yeah, well, in Cheyenne, we would start to see flooding after about three quarters of an inch of rain. Uh, just the ground is drier; it's uh, it doesn't soak in, so everything just kind of runs off. And then, of course, anything all the concrete in town, you know, it just it 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 has nowhere to go, and yeah. so it's gonna you know it, And So it's, it's a location based, but no. Uh,
2: in terms of once in a lifetime, twenty thirteen. There was two feet of water at an intersection in Galesburg, which is not really near any major bodies of water. Mm-hmm. It's kind of close to the Spoon River, but not close enough. Yep. Two feet of water in an intersection after just a few hours of rain.
0: Yep. And so there's a reason why your uh, wireless emergency alerts will go off for flash flooding. So take those seriously. You know, just if if, uh, if you do get a flash flood warning, you know, make sure, A, that... that they kind of monitor your surroundings, make sure there's no water coming to you, but also be prepared to go to higher ground. Now, if you are on the higher ground, then, you know, just, just continue to monitor the situation. But, uh, yeah, just things to keep in mind. Um, no place is safe from flash flooding. It can not happen anywhere, even in places you at least uh, suspect it. There was another good one um, with lightning. Let's Ooh. go back to that. It's not raining here, and the skies above me are clear. Therefore, I am safe from lightning
2: false. That
0: is very false. I had
2: this argument with a boss one time. <laughs> I used to, I used to be a lifeguard, so obviously outdoor uh-huh. pools get impacted by thunderstorms and I kind of went toe to toe with one of my bosses cuz it was even sunny at that point we were hearing thunder like oh it's fine. There there won't be any lightning. I'm like that is not how this works. There is a thing called cr- cloud to ground lightning that can happen out in front of any system that is happening does not have to be raining, and it doesn't even have to be cloudy necessarily for nope. you to get lightning. If there is a storm nearby, if thunder roars, go indoors. Yeah,
1: that's, yeah. that's usually the best adage.
0: There's a reason why they, when they, they, they you know, as frustrating as it is here um, when it comes to Friday night football, um, Bolts, when they see thunder, when they see lightning in the distance, there's a reason they stop games and they pause them for 30 minutes and I know that's frustrating because you can see you know in the spring and in the in the, in the fall it's this you know late summer um, when you you get these air mass thunderstorms and I mean you can almost look in any direction and see see lightning and I, I get it it's frustrating but there's a good reason for that is because it's to protect people from these what they're called bolts from the blue so you get the lightning strikes basically coming out of the top or the sides of the thunderstorm and then kind of striking out uh, ways and distance, and here's the thing: because uh, because the storm may be so far away, you may not even hear thunder. And so, if you see the lightning, it's just a good thing to hey, you know that it's probably a good time to to move indoors until this all kind of kind of passes. Um, uh, lightning strikes more often than not tend to can strike 10 to 15 miles away from the storm. Um, but we've documented, and I've seen this happen using our own system—25, 30, 40 miles away—and then you get the, you know, the new lightning technology with the satellite, with our GOES satellites. You, we can see that stuff happening hundreds of miles away now. I mean, now you're not going to stop something for a thunderstorm that's 100 miles away, but you know, yeah, you know, is it, once you start getting within 20 miles, you know, it's time to consider moving things indoors. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Don't tell golfers that, because I've tried to tell them
0: that. And they yeah, go. they're gonna go until, yeah, they're going to go until until their buddy gets struck on the ninth hole. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. That's a Caddyshack reference, isn't it? When he starts uh, going, all of a sudden he's in <laughs> the great game, and all of a sudden he gets struck by lightning right before the last swing.
2: Oh, man.
0: <laughs> all right. Since I am inside my house and out of the storm, I am completely safe from lightning.
2: Mm, so. Yeah.
0: And uh, as, as, as much, uh, it's kind of a nuisance. And I don't know if this is a huge, I mean, you don't want to be in the bathtub. No. During a thunderstorm. No. Uh, you don't want to be around your running router and you don't want to be attached to anything corded. Now, the, not a lot of things are attached to cords anymore um, uh, compared to what, you know, we got our our phones or... Laptops. F- lap, yeah, so, you know, you, I usually, if I got a good storm coming over, I'm usually turning things off. if I know there's a lot of lightning yeah, with it, same. and I, I don't mm-hmm. want to lose my TV. I, I've, I've lost a couple of computers in the day for, you know... Uh, this was before a lot of things were available on mobile phones, so I would have my my computer up, and I've you know, blown computers and monitors out just due to lightning strikes. Yeah. It's unfortunate.
1: My dad used to tell me, like, just turn off the TV, turn off this, unplug this, unplug that. And now that we've got a lot of power strips around the house, we don't do it quite as much, but it's always uh, – still an issue i've heard some stories where people had a fan on and they're right next to their fan cooling down lightning went through the fan and struck them or something like that and i mean these are also stories but still it's like they're like they're not next they're close enough to it that it still makes an impact Mm -hmm. and so it's like you just it goes through and bam gets them
0: all right last uh, let's do one more here uh this one i hear a lot or have heard a lot i haven't heard it recently um uh, but it's going back to tornado talk um the low pressure with a tornado causes buildings to explode so therefore opening the windows will equalize the pressure saving the building
1: i, I love hearing this because that is false. I, yeah it's and i don't know many people that still do that but i love hearing it because some of the video that i've seen from old 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 like psas i think i showed you it um mm-hmm. one of the psas you going
0: back to the 50s and, the 50s
1: yeah. and it showed like the house is being blown over and i'm like and I think my professor said that's all f- test footage from a nuclear bomb. That's not a tornado. And I'm like, that <laughs> makes it
0: worse. But that's wow. When duck and cover was going to protect you from a nuclear bomb.
1: Yeah.
2: Creativity, right there. Yeah.
1: But those are yeah. Don't don't do that. Don't and do also, that. It can also rip your roof off. I mean, if you open all your windows and mm-hmm. it's a strong enough storm, the wind, can, the air pressure underneath it can just lift it up like a. It's
0: not. Yeah. It's not going to matter. There's not much that's going to.
1: It's it's the. Yeah.
0: Um, it's it's the wind speeds themselves, mm-hmm. not not the pressure, and then the debris flowing around it.
2: You want as much between you and the wind right. as you can possibly get.
0: Yeah, so don't yeah don't waste time opening windows. Um, tornadoes coming, tornadoes coming. <laughs> you yeah. just uh, you need to get yourself down uh, into a safe shelter. Do you guys have any more myths? That was the last one I had. That's all I got.
2: We right. talked about the overpasses. I can't can't All think right. of any other ones.
1: We'll wait. We'll wait to hear some more once we get some back. Oh, we will there will
0: this. be more coming. Okay. Okay. It's, a severe, it's been a very quiet, severe weather season for us. Uh so we'll see what happens here yeah, in, right. in the in the next month. All right, well we can't end the uh podcast, of course, without my or a courty weather joke. Molly's got it this time. What do you got, Molly?
2: Okay. What type of lightning likes to play sports? Ball lightning.